Hey, it's Alan, and I just wanted to let you know that you can now listen to the ongoing history of new music early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, there's uh, no putting it off anymore. Let's let's get started with the annual office cleanup. Um, this is the time of year when I go through all these scraps of paper. I've got all these scribbles in this this book here, and uh, all these different notepads, and there's a post-it no- on a bunch of post-it notes. They're hanging everywhere, and then uh, God, there's the computer and the phone notes that have even more information. All this stuff here. Yeah. The goal is to determine if anything I've written down or squirreled away sometime over the last year is is of any use to this particular program. See, when you do a program like this, stacks of stuff everywhere, you always need to be on the lookout for interesting stuff. You know, arcane knowledge, bits of trivia, oddities and strange connections. It's it's practically a 24-7 thing because you never, ever know when you're going to run across something mind-blowingly fascinating. The problem is that that with, with many of the cool things that I discover, like, like this, they don't fit in with anything that I'm doing or writing about. But it seems to be a shame to discard or otherwise ignore any of this research because, I mean, this is still fascinating stuff. So I spend the year collecting all this orphan material for this specific program every December. Basically, it's it's like a big data dump of music-related information. I just put it out there one by one and let you do with it what you may. All right, you got that? Prepare yourself. Now, if you were listening to the radio, this would be 60 mind-blowing things about music in 60 minutes, but because this is the podcast, this is the annual look at 60 mind-blowing things in about 30 minutes. This is the Ongoing History of New Music Podcast with Alan Cross. Looks like the for misbehaving, longing for some notoriety, but don't blame me, I'm not guilty of causing this craving. Those are the vaccines from 2012 with a track called Blow Your Mind. See what I did there? Covered two things. We're going to blow your mind with all these facts, and then we're talking about the vaccines, kind of like... Well, you know, pandemics and COVID-19. Anyway, hello again. I'm Alan Cross, and this is the annual decluttering of my desk space and computer hard drives. What follows are 60 quick pieces of music-related information that I've uncovered over the last 12 months, but was never able to use them in any ongoing history program. Long story short, I can't find a home for any of this stuff, but maybe you can. At the very least, I hope you will find these following 60 mind-blowing things 
well, at least I found them mind-blowing, to be useful, interesting, and at the very least, entertaining. There's no rhyme or reason or any kind of organization to what you're about to hear. This is, like I said, a complete decluttering. So hang on tight. And let's begin with item number one. Designer Karl Lagerfeld owned more than 300 iPods when he died in February of 2019. He was an early adopter, owning more than 70 by 2004, which is less than three years after Apple unveiled the thing. The only explanation is that he enjoyed gadgets, he liked all the different colors, and he always wanted one close at hand. Number two, still with iPods. The U.S. Department of Defense once asked Apple to create a super-secret unit with special undetectable hardware inside. Apple did, but we still don't know what this iPod was supposed to do. Number three, Elton John is Eminem's sponsor for Alcoholics Anonymous. Whenever M feels that he needs strength, he calls Elton, who of course understands addiction all too well. Number four, DJ Terminator X, who used to be a big part of Public Enemy Sound, retired from music so he could start an ostrich farm in North Carolina. Again, what are you going to do with that information? Still, there it is. Number five, when Johnny Cash was in the Army as a 19-year-old Air Force recruit, he spent three years in Germany intercepting Soviet messages sent in Morse code to their combat aircraft. Number six, Kim Gordon was such a fan of Pink Floyd's early work that she named her dog Sid Barrett. Oh, and by the way, Gibby Haynes of the Butthole Surfers had a pit bull named Mark Farner after the guy in Grand Funk Railroad. And item number seven, Chris Martin of Coldplay was quite the field hockey player while at university at King's College London. He was described as accomplished. Unfortunately, the team gave him the name Pooksie. Pooksie. I'm not sure what that meant. Let's pick up this list of 60 mind-blowing things about music with item number eight. If you are a Beatles fan, you'll know that everyone in the band started sporting mustaches in late 1966. This fashion choice was memorialized with the artwork of the Sgt. Pepper album the following year. Why? What's the deal with the mustaches? Well, Paul McCartney had a crash on a moped, which resulted in a face plant on the pavement, and this left a scar on his lip due to some bad stitches. When he became self-conscious of the scar, he grew a mustache, and the rest of the band followed. Number nine, speaking of the Beatles, it's well known that their fans screamed so loud and their PA equipment was so inadequate that you couldn't hear the band when they played live. The Beatles handled their frustration by singing X-rated lyrics to some of their songs when they performed. I'll uh, let you figure out what they sang instead of A Hard Day's Night, and I Want to Hold Your Hand. And number 10, one more Beatles thing. In 2020, the 50th anniversary of the release of the Beatles' Let It Be album fell on Mother's Day. The song, Let It Be, was, of course, written about Paul's mother, Mary. We'll just uh, acknowledge that this was a strange coincidence of the calendar. Number 11, the 12-inch single was created by accident. In the early 1970s, Tom Moulton was working as an engineer, and he had to finish a new mix by the end of the weekend. He was out of 7-inch blanks, so Moulton stretched out the grooves on a 12-inch blank. Disco DJs loved the new format, and it took off. We think that the very first 12-inch single ever created was I'll Be Holding On by an R&B singer named Al Downing. 
Number 12, if it hadn't been for the success of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album, the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail might have never been made. When they were working on the record, the band would relax by watching Monty Python on the BBC. When they heard that the Pythons were struggling to make the movie, they sent Python a check for 200,000 pounds. They later got Led Zeppelin and Genesis to kick in a few bob, and the movie was made. Another Pink Floyd story. Their famous psychedelic light show back in the 1960s was created by stretching a condom over the lens of the lights and then spattering it with paint and oil. It was low tech, but it worked. Number 14. For his last meal, Michael Jackson had a chicken and spinach salad. Again, I have no idea what you can do with that. And number 15, if not for Joe Biden, Followed Boy would not exist. I shall explain. Pete Wentz says his parents met while campaigning for Biden when he was running for senator in the 1970s. There's even a picture of Biden posing with baby Pete Wentz. So no Biden, no Mr. and Mrs. Wentz, no Pete. Music moves in mysterious ways, doesn't it? We continue with item number 16 on our march through 60 mind-blowing things about music in 30 minutes. Number 16. This past September, Seagate, the manufacturer of hard disk drives, announced that a brand new standard 3.5-inch hard drive can now hold up to 20 terabytes. If you do the math, this one drive that anyone could have in their computer can store around 3 million MP3s. Jem Finer of the Pogues is the creator of a project called Long Player. Using some Tibetan singing bowls, he set things up in such a way that these bowls will naturally generate music for a thousand years. Their song started playing on New Year's Eve 1999, and the performance, which is set up in a space along the Thames, is scheduled to end on New Year's Day in the year 3000. I don't even know if society would be around then. Number 18, Burton Cummings once appeared as a contestant on The Dating Game back in the 1970s. Not really. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. Number 19, UFO, the English rock band, was at their peak in the 1970s and early 80s. They would file medical expenses for $28,000 a month, but those weren't actual medical expenses. That was the band's cocaine budget. And number 20, if you go back to The Clash's London Calling album, you'll find a song called Revolution Rock, which features a horn section. Those musicians playing the horns were known as the Rumor Brass. And they're also the people you hear on Katrina and the Waves Walking on Sunshine. We are now one-third of the way through our list of 60 mind-blowing things about music, the 2020 edition. And we'll pick things up with item number 21 in just a second. I have returned with the middle third of a list of 60 mind-blowing facts in music in about 30 minutes, and this is item number 21. U2 has now had music on the charts in six separate decades, the 70s, 80s, 90s, the aughts, the 10s, and now the 20s. Number 22, after Osama bin Laden was killed by U.S. SEALs in May 2011, they went through his hard drives and they found a lot of porn, but he was also apparently a fan of the B-52s. He really loved them. Rock Lobster, yeah. Number 23, Billie Eilish now has her own signature ukulele. 
It's made by Fender, the guitar people. Number 24. People associate the original film version of Ghostbusters with a theme song by Ray Parker Jr. Right? Go back to the 80s. You have Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and and, uh, Ernie Hudson and uh, Dan Aykroyd. Right? That was not the first theme. The original theme was used in a filmed plea to Canadian movie chains to please carry the film. It wasn't very good, so they got Ray Parker Jr. to do a new theme. Number 25. In 1984, Iron Maiden was on their Power Slave tour through Poland when they discovered that there was a wedding at their hotel. They crashed it, took over from the wedding band, and played a set. Number 26. Sinead O'Connor, who has been through a lot in her life, now lives under the name Shuhada Sakwat after converting from Catholicism to Islam and is now working to become a frontline medical worker in the time of COVID. Or at least she was. She's now in a year-long trauma recovery program. Number 27, and, and this is almost too hard to believe. In 1995, Mariah Carey was working on her Dreamline album. Big record for her. But she was so burned out on pop that she made a grunge record in secret with a band she called Chick. The album was called Someone's Ugly Daughter. Mariah wrote, produced, and sang backup. She also directed a video. And uh, if we're going to be honest, this is not bad stuff. It's it's typical of angsty female-fronted alt-rock from the 90s. Gotta play it. This is called Malibu. See? Kind of cool, actually. Right? Even though Mariah Carey wrote and produced that. Let's continue. Number 28. I had no idea, but Bob Marley's music was a big influence on skateboarding. There's even a documentary exploring his impact on the world. Number 29, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, once booked Creed for a private party. He uh, said he wanted to bring back memories of high school. Number 30, meanwhile, Elton John played at Rush Limbaugh's wedding. I hope he was paid well. Number 31, Donald Trump has always had a problem getting musicians to show their support for him outside of Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, Three Doors Down, and Ace Frehley. The Killers, Celine Dion, Meatloaf, and Aerosmith all turned him down to play various things. Number 32, a radio station in Ohio was the first station in North America to flip to an all-Christmas format this year. They made the flip on September 25th, and at exactly 12.25 p.m. 12.25, get it? See what they did there? Number 33, speaking of radio, there's a station in Orange County, California, which is where you'll find Disneyland, that broadcasts only Star Wars-related music. Number 34, there was a weird musical TikTok challenge this year that involved using your mom's boobs as bongo drums. I did not make that up, and I'm sorry about the images that just conjured up. And number 35, it seems that anything that Kurt Cobain ever touched is now going up for auction. This year, the insurance policy he had on his last ever house with the signature Kurt D. Cobain, which he almost never used, was offered for sale at $100,000. We're a little more than halfway through this project, so let's soldier on. Number 36. Scotland banned music in bars and pubs for an odd reason. The thinking was that if music was being played, people would have to lean into each other to be heard. 
and that close proximity created a dangerous possibility of transmission of COVID-19. So it makes sense when you explain it. Number 37, some new headphones called Human Charger come with a set of earbuds that shine bright lights into your ears. The claim is that this stimulates light-sensing proteins in the brain, resulting in more energy. And they're being marketed as a cure for jet lag. Okay, fill your boots. Number 38, the Chinese government does not like hip-hop. They believe hip-hop is too rebellious and antithetical to the principles, values, and goals of the Chinese Communist Party. The government has ordered all TV producers to blur out the earlobes of all hip-hop performers. Yes, I did say earlobes. If they were wearing earrings. This is an effort to stamp out elements of hip-hop culture, subculture, whatever that means, and immoral culture. And they're doing exactly the same thing with tattoos. So if you're a dude and you want to be on Chinese television and you're wearing earrings, nobody's going to see your ears. Number 39, the weirdest box set of all time has to be a collection of um, covers of John Cage's avant-garde composition, 4 minutes and 33 seconds, which, in case you didn't know, involves a pianist sitting down at the keyboard and playing exactly nothing for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. There's a covers box set, uh, Depeche Mode, New Order, Moby, a total of 50 artists in all participated. And number 40, back to Donald Trump for a second. Whoever chose the music for his presidential campaign was awful. At one stop, they played Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival, which was inspired by the kids of rich and connected parents getting draft deferments for Vietnam, which is exactly what happened with Donald Trump five times. Plus, that song was being played during his campaign. At the same time, it was reported that he called soldiers and war dead losers and suckers. Okay, let's do this cover of Fortunate Son. These are the Dropkick Murphys. Back with the final third of our 60 mind-blowing things about music in 30 minutes in just a sec. All right, let's finish up the 2020 edition of 60 mind-blowing things about music in 30 minutes. We are up to item number 41. The KLF, the Weird Music and Art Collective, is building a pyramid out of 34,592 dead people. When you die, you get cremated and have your ashes formed into a brick. That brick will be added to this pyramid being built in Liverpool. And uh, you can reserve your space in the pyramid for 99 pounds. This surprised me. This is item number 42. Axl Rose has a wide vocal range, wider than Freddie Mercury, Prince, and even Mariah Carey. Axl Rose can hit notes over five and a half octaves. Number 43. Here's a way to make an impression. A design student went to pick up his grades while dressed as a member of Guar. Did not improve his marks. Number 44, there was a petition to have a Confederate statue of General Robert E. Lee replaced with one of late Guar frontman Odorus Arungus. Fine with me, just like people in Tennessee who want to take down a bust of an old KKK leader and replace it with one of Dolly Parton. Number 45, the Scorpions, the biggest rock band out of Germany, have a box set that comes with an actual chunk of the Berlin Wall. Number 46, When the American version of The Office was still in production, there was a joke where Michael says, 
I got two tickets to paradise, pack your bags, and we leave the day after tomorrow. Those are mostly lyrics from the Eddie Money song, Two Tickets to Paradise. That joke cost $60,000 to clear for use on television. And number 47, here's a nice thing that Noel Gallagher did. He was out shopping at Selfridges, a high-end department store on Oxford Street in London, and he came across a salesperson who looked very, very down because with COVID, she wasn't going to make her sales quota. So Noel, taking pity on her, bought enough jeans from her so that she made her numbers. A thousand pounds worth of black Levi's. Number 48, 88.4% of YouTube views have less than 1,000 views. Number 49, 2020 was the year when artists looked for new ways of bringing in revenue. That meant a lot of interesting merch. And here is a short list of actual things you can now buy. Jigsaw puzzles from The Clash, ACDC, and Nirvana, among others. Kanye West cosmetics. Grateful Dead deodorant. And yes, it does smell like patchouli. Alice Cooper bread, chocolate milk, Deftones beer, anthrax bourbon, anthrax hand sanitizer, scented candles from Motorhead, and yes, they smell like whiskey and smoke, Cigarus CBD products, cradle of filth tea, and Euronymous soap. If you don't know who he is, he's a notorious figure in the realm of black metal who ended up being murdered by a bandmate. And uh, now he has his own soap guess you can use that to uh, clean up the blood and brains. Number 50, Brian May, the guitarist in Queen, launched a new line of sports bras this year. Um, I, I've heard of diversifying your revenue streams, but uh, wow. Number 51, as you might guess, the BBC has a very large vinyl collection. Someone measured the shelving the BBC has for its records, and those shelves extend... For 66 miles, 100 kilometers of shelves filled with records. Number 52, there's now an emo-themed coffee shop. It's called Melted Vinyl Coffee. It's in Brea, California, and they become quite the thing on TikTok. Number 53, a study commissioned by a website that tests fitness equipment found that heavy metal fans are most likely to be able to run a sub-seven-minute mile. And for those who listen to punk while working out, tend to have the longest average workouts at 53 minutes. Number 54, Stephen Morris, the drummer for New Order, collects military vehicles as a hobby. If you ever need a working tank, he's got a couple. And number 55, I had no idea that Iggy Pop was such a soccer fan. He's an investor in Detroit City FC, which is a lower level club, the National Independent Soccer Association. Who knew? Here are the last of this year's 60 mind-blowing things about music in 30 minutes. Number 56, a contract writer is the part of the agreement between an act and a promoter regarding what needs to be provided to the artist before, during, and after the show. This is where the weird dressing room requests come in. Mariah Carey once insisted that her dressing room be furnished with a basket of puppies. It's actually kind of adorable. 
Number 57, Tim Smith, a British musician, died this year. It was a heart attack. What's strange is that Tim was the lead singer of a band called The Cardiacs. Number 58, if anyone tells you that playing the drums isn't beneficial, show them this report from June of 2020. The scientific publication, which was written by 13 researchers, is entitled Drum Training Induces Long-Term Plasticity in the Cerebellum and Connected Cortical Tissues. So in other words, playing the drums is good for your brain. Number 59, and speaking of the brain, there was nearly an unfortunate karaoke death in China this past summer. A 55-year-old woman named Zan tried to hit a high note during a song. That led to a burst blood vessel in her brain. That caused a stroke, and the only thing that saved her was emergency surgery. And number 60, our final fact, Justin Hawkins, the frontman of The Darkness, also required emergency surgery this past year for injuries resulting from a bizarre swimming pool accident. He was mixing chemicals for the pool when the treated water burst out of the pump and melted his swimming shorts onto his legs. He suffered chemical burns. His shorts and the burns could only be removed with surgery. Uh, you might want to hire a pool service, Justin. And there is your 2020 summary of orphaned music news items. I will now open another document on my computer and start collecting more such dubious information so that we can do this again in 12 months' time. By the way, should you ever run across some weird musical trivia of any sort, from any genre, please let me know and I'll put it on the list. Use alan at alancross.ca. Meanwhile, anything I find usually turns up on my website, which is a ajournalofmusicalthings.com. It's updated daily. It's part of where I store all this stuff. And it comes with a daily newsletter so you don't miss anything. Podcasts for this program are available through all the usual podcast platforms. Just subscribe and binge away. Everything's free, of course. And we can also connect through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Okay, I got to throw out all this paper. This is, uh, this has actually been very, very cleansing. Technical Productions by Rob Johnston. I'm Alan Cross. You've been listening to the Ongoing History of New Music podcast with Alan Cross. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts.